everybody. Welcome to Revival Town Podcast. I'm Chuck Tate. That's Andy King. How you doing, mate? I'm doing okay, mate. How are you? Yeah, doing good. Doing good. I I did uh, I did hear though that you had a bit of an incident. I did. Um, very interesting. interesting. <laughs> wait, um, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. If you are listening to the podcast for the first time, you know uh, that you will not know that. Uh, Chuck, as a way of getting himself into certain predicaments. <laughs> Stuff happens to me that doesn't happen to anybody else. <laughs> Why is that? Well, come on, you got you to gotta tell us a, a bit about what happened. Okay, well, um, I'm out running. Yeah. I, I, I run several times a week in my neighborhood, two to three miles, um, and just never really have any issues. You know, I've been, um, I've had some dogs follow me, made me a little bit nervous before, but this was, um, this guy was walking across the street with his two dogs and I could tell they were pets. Um, they weren't pit bulls or German shepherds or big dogs, medium sized dogs, not, yeah. not, you know, not little dogs either. And they both started running up to me and I was like, Oh, Hey guys. And then one of them just all of a sudden charged me and bit my leg. What? Yeah. Yeah. Chomped me, man. Right. Right through my shorts, and it freaked me out. I mean, got me good. Like, my whole leg, like, pulsated. I'm like, what? And I yelled. I'm like, whoa! And the owner of the dog was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He yelled at the dogs and chased them into his garage. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry, man. They they haven't done something like that in a long time. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, I've lived here three years. I've never, almost three years, I haven't had anything like this happen. I mean, I've never been bit by a dog, ever. Yeah. Other than trying to get a rock out of my own dog's mouth. Right. Right. Um, and wait, wait, wait! A rock out of your my little dog is obsessed with rocks. Every time she goes out, no, no joke. So we have a rock bed, and yeah. she, you know she goes to the bathroom in the yard. She gets rocks from the rock bed. She hides them in the yard, and then when she goes out to go to the bathroom, she sneaks it and she hides it in her mouth. So she and then next thing you know, we hear her chomping on something. They're gonna, she's going to crack her teeth. Oh. She's obsessed. With rocks, and sometimes hey, hey, she's Chuck, really- Chuck, you need you need to feed your dog. <laughs> That's the problem. No, right she gets there. agitated sometimes. When I try to take him away, and I, she actually drew blood before, not trying to bite me, just trying to get the rock. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, but this dog tried to bite me, was successful at biting me, and the owner was like, "I'm so sorry," and you know, and do you have we- to run by this house now every day? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Every day. I could and, do it. And it doesn't really make me too nervous because I don't think I had never seen them out before. And I don't think I'll ever see him out again. The, the guy, I could tell he was nervous. I keep thinking this guy, this dude's going to sue me. And, um, and he's right because I hired an attorney. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> Rock sure just get a new building. No, I'm kidding, kidding. So, but anyway, he's like, are you okay? And he walked around like, yeah, I pulled up my shorts. And it, I thought it was just a scratch. And I, I, so then anyway, I, I went back on my run and I, I finished up at the spot overlooking the river and there's this bench and I sat down, I, I pulled up my short and I had blood running down my leg. Yeah. And I, I thought, why is Ch- Chuck Tate sending me pictures of his leg? <laughs> my thigh, <laughs> yeah, my, my like, upper thigh. I was like, what is going on? But then it was a nasty bite, mate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's with short side. It went through the shorts or it would have been worse. And what's, what's interesting is. Turned out to be a God thing is I had started an antibiotic because I had to have some some dental work done. So I had been on an antibiotic for like a day, 24 hours, two days. And um, so I didn't have to go, you know, get checked oh, out. But it, it got me good. It's deep. I, I still have 
the scar. I mean, I, I still have the the scab still on me. This was two weeks ago, man. And my my it turned into this nasty bruise. I mean, it got me way better than I thought it did. Man. But anyway, I'm okay. And um, you know, we got a guest today who's gonna. He didn't get he didn't get bit, but he saw snow leopard tracks. Oh man! Yeah, I, I mean, tell you what, that would be freaky. I I don't. You know, we we enjoy doing what we do with the podcast, right? But this is the funniest podcast we have done, wouldn't you say, Chuck? Yes, I think we we probably laugh more today than than most of them. Oh, you know, yeah. if not if not the most, but yeah, there. This is just um, a fun, fun oh, man. conversation. It's so good. And, and it's good. It's also yeah, inspiring, yeah. but but we laugh a lot because you're such good friends with this guy. Yeah, today we've got Dave Jane on, who is the pastor of Connect Church in Washington, but has been my best friend for over 30 years. Um, we did ace teams together back in England. Uh, then I moved, we talk about it, but I moved to America. He moved to America to launch ace teams uh, in two different paths, uh, was based out of the church that my dad came over to pie to uh, pastor. Yeah, which is the most bizarre thing. It's a so, great. It's a great story. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you, uh, there was a few minutes where I felt like I was just watching you guys. Oh, uh, no, it was cool to have him in the studio, and th- that does change the dynamic when yeah. we do this. Most of our guests are via Zoom. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But to have him in the room with us, it was just a lot of fun. Yeah. So. Uh, why don't you sit back and relax, get ready to laugh. I mean, from the get-go, we start and uh, make sure uh, that you enjoy this episode of Revival Town Podcast with Dave Jane. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. All right, everyone, it's time for another conversation on Revival Town Podcast. Our guest today, Dave Jane, is the founding pastor of Connect Church, a thriving congregation who is impacting their city. He is a husband and father of three, originally from the UK, and he just returned from Mount Everest. Dave, welcome to Revival Town. Good morning. Welcome. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing great. Great to be here. As you can tell immediately, yep. Dave is from... We, hey, more more Brits in the room than Americans. I know. Man, I know. I, I tell you what, I'm going to have a hard time today. <laughs> People are going to have to watch this on YouTube because yeah. they won't be able to know which one of us is talking. That's, That's like, right. It's just that English guy it's, again. It's like I, I'm in the room and I don't know which one's talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, um, let, let's give a bit of bit of history. Yes, um, there's a so, lot of history with you guys. A lot of yeah, history. Yeah. So, me and Dave did a, a program. 30 years, Jeez, yeah. 32 yeah. years ago Late now. Late 90s. Yeah, called early, early, 90s. early 90s. Early 90s, yeah. Called Ace Teams. Yeah. And Dave uh, is a, a youth discipleship training program. Mm-hmm. Dave stayed in the UK the year I was on. Yep. I went to Australia you to did. help launch that. Yep. Then the following year, I moved to America. Yep. And, and this is where it gets crazy. The church that my dad became the pastor of in America, 
um, at a different time, different yeah. person and everything, they were bringing ACE teams to America to the church that my dad is the new pastor of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. My that, dad was on the creepy. National Youth Council of Assemblies of God, involved with, with ACE teams and everything else. But these two, literally two paths intersected yeah. again. Yeah. Dave comes over with a team to launch Ace Teams America. Yep. And you did that. How many years did you do that, Dave? So 20 plus years. Yeah, from 94 right the way through till we, we launched Connect Church in 2013. And I think a year or two before that, we uh, we wrapped up Ace Teams. And yeah. Moved on from there into the next chapter of our lives. Yeah, yeah and it, yeah. so so Dave and I go way back. Yeah. I was in his wedding. He was in my yeah. wedding. Yeah. yeah, we have tons. Of We're both married to other people. We're yeah, not, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to clarify but, that but people in our community, in. people guys get you confused all the time all the uh, time can, can i share time. a story um, we, i may have shared it before but i don't care so just before you share the story here's yeah. another funny story yeah. my wife casey uh she is a twin sister who lives in the same town as us so casey and her sister they're always getting confused you know people will see casey's sister and think it's casey i don't have a twin but <laughs> apparently i do <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and his I, name's Andy King. Oh, okay. So this is the story. <clears throat> I am in Sam's. I have just uh, cut the grass. I normally I shower after I've cut the grass, but I'm like this sweaty mess. It's the middle of summer, <laughs> and Teresa was like, "You have got to go and grab something from Sam's." I'm like, "Okay, fine." I, <laughs> I it's, it's not far, so we run. I run to Sam's. She's in the car. <laughs> She's in the car. So I walk in. And at the back of Sam's, there's the veg area, vegetables area. And then there's this this area where there's fresh orange juice being made right there. Okay? Squeeze the yeah. fresh orange juice. All right, all right. I walk into the veg area and this guy shouts, Dave James! <laughs> hey, Dave! And I mean, he is going, for, it's not like, hey, Dave, it's like... Yeah. Full on, <laughs> Dave. How's it going? <laughs> and I am like, and you haven't said anything at this point. It's not like an anything. accent thing. No, no, yeah. yeah. So I, I recognise him from years back, being in the youth group yep. in Washington, yep. right? When we used to help there with Dave Mudd, who's who's been on the podcast. So I'm like, I'm, com- I mean, I'm committed now. I, I can't go up to this guy and break his heart that I'm not Dave James. <laughs> So I'm like, so you I'm think walking. you're going to be able to just wave? So you're like, I'm going to have to exactly. own this. Yeah, yeah. I'll thinking, just wave. Yeah, it'll be over. In a now, second. did you mention your wife was in the car? She's in the with car. Dave's wife's twin. <laughs> <laughs> so, so where he is located? I'm not even near him yet. Oh, he is forever. shouting right. Uh, yeah. Where he is located, I have to walk into the refrigerated section. You know, they've got those rooms that are the refrigerator and and the juice thing is right outside <laughs> so i walk i have to walk past it so i walk up to him walk go to walk past him and he's like hey hey i, I just want to how's the church going how's connect going <laughs> well i just meet met with dave literally the week or so before so i'm like oh it's going great things are going really good <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a valid answer yeah, it's, yeah, it's going really good and he goes I, i'm sorry i i we haven't been yet. Me and my wife, we're going to try and get there. I guess, don't worry. Whenever you can, you know, always 
helping the kingdom, yeah, right? Yeah. Whenever you can, get out there. You know, we, we really have a good time. So I then um, walk into the refrigerator section, grab what I need to do, and I'm hoping I can just straight through. As I come out, he goes, he's come from, <laughs> from around the counter to the front. He's like, hey, 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 hey I need a ride. My... <laughs> It's like, my wife is never going to believe that Dave Jane was here. <laughs> and he turns to me and goes, can we get a selfie oh, together? Oh, you got to be kidding me. So um, I, am, I am like dying. I mean, I remember, I am sweaty. I've just cut the grass. I'm like, so I'm like doing the cheesiest Dave Jane smile, you know, the, as, as much as I can. And I'm going, Dave's going to kill me. He takes the picture. I'm like, great, great. And I take off. I get into the car and I am crying. <laughs> I am absolutely crying because this guy's taking this selfie of Dave Jane. Okay. I call Dave immediately. I mean, I can hardly, you'll remember, I can hardly talk to him yeah, because yeah. I am crying. Yeah. So, <laughs> so about three days later, <laughs> I get this direct message on Facebook. Oh, yeah. you lied. And, yes, and yes. this guy and he's like hey uh, <laughs> he's like I am so sorry he goes I got home and showed my wife the picture and she goes that's, that's not, not Dave James that's Andy James <laughs> that's so funny he's and, like what are you uh, doing but, but Dave you shared with us just a minute ago something happened to you just yeah, recently yeah so just recently I was uh, getting on a plane I was at Peoria Airport and I saw a lady from Washington and, and she knows I'm the pastor at Connect Church she said to me oh you know it's good to see you at church and she goes hey I've got to tell you your dad really <laughs> means the world to me he, he, and she starts telling me about this whole story about how my dad and I know it's not my dad so it, I know she's talking about John King so I realised <laughs> Andy's dad that she thinks I'm Andy King so and yet she still knows I'm the pastor of Connect Church so this does happen to us a lot, oh, Chuck. Did, Both did of you us. say I love the podcast? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, so tune in every week. Yeah. Listen to the podcast. Uh, but I do want to clarify something here. So this does happen to us a lot. We get muddled up. We've got the same accent, you know. I, I'm not sure why Andy had to really explain the beginning. I'd cut the grass. I was a sweaty mess. I, I looked really awful. I looked terrible. So probably that's why she thought I was Dave Jane. I think that's what he was trying to say. I, I, you know, if I'd have gone in looking like me, he'd never done it. But because I was a sweaty mess, Dave Jane must be. Oh, my goodness. Jeez. So, I, I had something kind of similar happen to me um, years ago. Um Back in the day, people used to always think I looked like Sammy Hagar. And oh, yeah. I, I would get it all the time. We yeah. Did a Super Bowl commercial um, locally that played off of it. Uh-huh. And I used to, I'd, I'd walk into Jimmy John's and people would be like, Sammy! And, um, and he's a lot older than me, by uh-huh. the way. But um, and anyway, um, I was on a plane to do a wedding in Mexico. Uh-huh. Sammy Hagar has a place in Mexico. No. All right, called Cabo Wabo. Uh huh. <laughs> So I'm on this plane, and this woman is staring at me the whole flight. Like, it's making me uncomfortable. I'm with my wife, Uh right? And she's with, I'm guessing, her husband. Uh Uh-huh. But she keeps on just looking. Every time I kind of look over, she's smiling at me. Like, just giving me this smile. And I'm like, after a while, I'm like really uncomfortable. Uh Uh-huh. And and then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I'm going to Mexico. She probably thinks I'm Sammy. Yeah. So the plane lands, and... I told my wife, just let everybody off the plane, you know. 
and she comes walking past me, and I think, okay, I'm almost out of the woods here. But then she stops, and she looks down at me. She goes, I know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) And I I said, I'm not Sammy Hagar. And she goes... Okay. Yeah. She walks <laughs> oh, that is so funny. That is so funny. Well, today we wanted to have Dave on. <clears throat> we would have had him on sooner, but really he wasn't that important until and there was nothing interesting yeah, I had to talk about nothing, until uh, this recently. Actually, do you want to tell your story? Okay. He tells me this all so, the time, Dave. So, all right? Okay. So in twenty nineteen. Yeah. All right. I was hosting a podcast called 41 Strong. Okay. And um, I invited you on. Uh-huh. And <laughs> you came in the studio, and I introduced you as my good friend, Dave Jane. And you're like, my good friend who you waited for 247 episodes. I remember that. Have you, uh, I remember well, that. You know, yes. And it wasn't 240, but, but you know, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was really funny. Yeah. But funny story, though, about you and I. I ran into you in California. I know. You remember, you remember Rick that? Saddleback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm there for yeah. a conference, thousands of people, pre-COVID, and um, I'm on a break, and I'm just walking around and literally ran into you. I'm like, yeah. Dave, Chuck, and you well, and the it funny was thing very was, I thought it was Sammy Hagar. <laughs> <laughs> I was disappointed when I found out it was actually just Chuck Tate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, hey, let's do a picture. And then later on, yeah, it's just, I'm like, wait a minute. No, that's not Sammy. I know. <laughs> that's me. No respect. I you know, know who Andy. you are. But, yeah. but you were just, you weren't I there on for vacation. No, no. no. I, I, was at, I was Nate Roberts. I was staying at oh, yeah. uh, his house, Nate and Corey. We were on vacation. And I said to Casey, I'm going to run out and get some milk. And I had no idea <laughs> that just down the street from Nate's house is Saddleback. I drove by the entrance. I'm like... Wow, that's Saddleback. So I turned in. I thought, I'm going to have a little look around. There's a conference going on. So before I know it, I've got no wristband, no badge. I'm in the middle of the conference. I walk around the bookshop. And then I bump into Jack Tate. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I paid a bunch of money to go to that. You I know, I right know. Right I, I, I had a workshop. It was great. Uh, sure, you got, you got to realise me and Dave, and there's another english guy mark, mark we are the best we can get into anywhere we for free we, yeah we yeah. We'll, oh, we'll figure out a little sneaky, sneaky we, show, do you want to tell them that i know we, we haven't even got to the podcast no, stuff, no, but who cares <laughs> who cares do you, do you want to tell the story of us going to willow creek i mean it's got to be done some people would be ashamed to tell this story <laughs> andy mark and i we kind of wear it as a badge of honor so big, big badge of honor Early 90s, uh, we take a visit to this church we've heard such a lot about called Willow Creek up in the uh, suburbs of uh, Chicago. We get there, and it is, it's just this incredible, massive church. We go in, three, we were all single at the time, three young single guys, we had no money. No money. So we, we're amazed at this church, and we find out they do breakfast. We're like, this church serves, they've got like a restaurant. Like, like legit breakfast. Yeah. Wow. So Buffet up, breakfast. Yeah, we go up and we ask, we're like, can we buy breakfast? They're like, yeah. We said, how much is it? And I think it was like $10 a plate. Like, $10 a plate? Seems a bit steep. So we, <laughs> we we figure out that for $3 each, we could share a plate. <laughs> so, oh so what we do, and this is where the skills come skills, in. Big yeah, time yeah. skills. So we get a plate. One of us, I don't know if it was me, Mark, or any, one of us gets a plate. So we hit the toast first because the toast is in little triangles. So we realize that if we put the toast all around the edge of the plate, it doubles the size of your plate. <laughs> Suddenly you got all the toast. Like, so now we start piling on the eggs and bacon and the pancakes. And the toast is like extended the size of the plate. 
I remember one of us got to the cashier and she's looking at us thinking, oh, I mean, it says $10 a plate, but it's the biggest plate of breakfast I've ever seen. Right. Oh, so, yeah. It's, uh, that's some of the things that we, we yeah. got up to. Um, you know, going to Boston, the f- <laughs> our first July 4th in Boston, and me and Dave thought it would be a great idea. July fourth, Boston. Yeah, to wear our, to wear our England English soccer shirt. shirts. Yeah, yeah. Because why don't you? <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't reenact something and just throw us in the harbour. Yeah, the harbour. Yeah, yeah. So well, oh, we fun. could literally. We have so many stories. We could, we could we carry on. But Dave, why don't you tell us before we get into what you've just done? Because yeah. it, it it ties into why you did it. Yeah. Tell us a bit about the church that yeah. you've pioneered the last few years and, and the community you're in and that type yeah. of thing. So, like Andy said, I came to America in the mid-90s and landed in Washington, Illinois, uh, where we, we were based out of for a while to run ACE teams. A um, couple of years in, met a girl from the church. She was a student, Casey Brewer. Uh, turned out that uh, her and I uh, liked one another. So, in 98, we got married. That was a lot of stories just there. We yeah. Didn't go yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But um, but basically, that got my green card, which is what I needed to stay. <laughs> so it's funny. That's what I did yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Not the cool thing is, yeah, yeah. yeah. The cool thing is, a few years later, we actually fell in love, and we st- we're still married. So <laughs> <laughs> no, Mary Casey, she's from Washington, Illinois. Oh, we we with Ace Teens, we've been on staff at some different churches over the years, and found ourselves back in uh, the Peoria area. Uh, was offered a job at Riverside and worked for Andy's dad there at Riverside. Loved it. Continued to run ACE teams. But while we were on staff at Riverside in Peoria, we're living in Washington. So all of our community, the kids are playing soccer in the Park District. Uh, they're going to school there. You know, a lot of our friends aren't churchgoers. You know, we're building these great relationships. And we'd invite them to come to church with us on a Sunday morning. You should come to church with us. Where do you go to church? Riverside. Oh, I don't go away to Peoria. It's 15 minutes. <laughs> but people who live this side of the river, they're like, I don't want to go to Peoria if I don't want to have to, you know. Yeah. So. Don't want to go downtown. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. how the river... It does. It's like this it, dividing it's line. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, there came a point in our time at Riverside, talking to John, I was um, his, his associate at the time, we were talking about what the future plans would be, and then he goes, have you ever thought about something, you know, that you would do outside of Riverside? You know, maybe go be a pastor of another church or start church I said I haven't really I'm quite happy doing this thank you <laughs> he's like well you better start thinking exactly. about it exactly yeah it kind of was and it's time to go Dave yes I, he's like Dave I see some leadership in you and uh, I think it's kind of being untapped and he sent me away I started praying about it and I tell you what guys it was weird because I'd never thought about this but once I started praying about it this was in 2012 I just started to realize this burden I had for this community in Washington and I. And I want to say this. I've said it to him personally, but I'll give him a shout out on the podcast. John King is such a kingdom-minded person, believes in the church, capital C. Um, You and we've all been in churches long enough to know that if you ever approached a pastor and said, hey, I feel like I'd like to plant a church, but I'd like to plant a church just 15 minutes from this church right. you know normally that's a big no-no it's like no right. you're not allowed to plant a church anywhere within five hours of yeah, the, yeah you know yeah but he just saw the 
the kingdom of God. He says, I think there are people in Washington that could be reached. And it, so not only did he release me to do that, uh, that Riverside supported us for the first year. They covered my salary. They got behind us. And so in 2013, September 2013, we planted. We, we had our first service, Connect Church, Washington, Illinois. And still I meet for lunch with John on a regular basis. And yeah. I'll talk about, you know, what God's doing at Connect. And I'll say, hey, you played a part in this. You know, your kingdom vision yeah. uh, here. He had a, a role at Elevate in, in Morton, Riverside, obviously. You know, it's just really cool to see how God has used his vision. So, so yeah. So 2013, yeah. we planted Connect Church, Washington, Illinois. And can I just say, uh, from someone who our churches are, what, maybe... 10, 15 minutes yeah, away yeah. from each other. And um, you are completely entrenched in the Washington community. And I don't think, I've in the 24 years that I've pastored Rock Church, I don't think I've seen another church truly embrace a community like yeah. you guys have. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. I'm inspired by that. Yeah. So. And that's, that's really encouraging to hear because that really is part of our vision. We just had this connecting our community to Christ. And Washington's kind of a smaller bedroom community to Peoria. So we're able to do this, you know, where... Um, we can really have tar- you know have a target say so, you know and I'll, I'll tell you Chuck how we know it's working every now and again I'll be on Facebook and I'll see someone post hey I'm new to the area I'm looking for a church to go to any recommendations and different people from different churches will say yeah try Rock Church try Bethany you know they'll all you know call out the churches uh, usually people say don't to. try Rock yeah. Church but <laughs> <laughs> that, that Chuck Tate guy yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> He's but, friends with Andy King. So absolutely. What's up for that guy? <laughs> but hey, it's really yeah. cool. What I'll see is someone will say, I've never been there, but I've heard good things about that Connect yeah. Church. And to us, that's, that's, that's a win. That's, yeah. you know, in the community, people outside of the church, unchurched people are like, I've not, I've not been there myself. I don't go to church myself. But I hear good things about what they... And yeah. that was our vision from the get-go, is in yeah. the community, you know, the people in the community would would know what God is doing through Connect Church, not just yeah. the people in the church. Yes. And I think what I love about Connect <clears throat> is... Um, there's two things. Um, your building isn't known as Connect Church. That's right, yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, it's called Connect Center. The Connect Center, yeah. Because... Um, there is different groups in their building every day. Yeah. Different women's groups, um, high school, did yeah. graduation stuff there. Yeah. I mean, all yeah. different types. Yeah. Their building is designed for the community, not for the church. Yeah. Right? And I think if a lot of churches understood that, yeah. there would be a lot more people then go into their church. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so, so that I love. Also, they're not just internally focused right and we're going to hear about what dave's just done Mm. but even with the dream center the last two years connect church have come alongside us financially as well as with volunteers they helped us uh, get one of the the laundry truck for the mobiles um uh stuff that goes into the communities so you know it's not Dave and, and the guys out there haven't just set up this church that is a great country club, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And there's a lot of country mm-hmm. yes. church yeah. country clubs. Yeah. Yes. They look outside as well, and not just locally, but also globally. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so um, a few years ago, I remember Dave texted me. He's like, hey, I don't think he was asking me to go on it because he knows what the answer would be. <laughs> but he was biking from Washington to Chicago. Yeah. 
right? And just on, to clarify, push, yeah, push yeah, pedal. not a bike with an engine. This right. wasn't like a Harley. This, right. was, yeah. this was me and some spandex. Yeah, I could, I couldn't be behind that all day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> keep you awake at night yeah but um but dave did this bike trip yeah. and raised money for yeah. missions that, yep. that you yep. had yeah um but this year you did something a little bit different and we want to we it's don't it. just want you to tell us what you did we want right. to go in into the journey yeah the journey yeah the journey yeah. unpack the journey <laughs> so dave tell us what you have just come back from okay absolutely so um so yeah andy's right i did this but i did actually did two i did one to chicago with some friends and then a couple of years later we did one to st louis and it was to raise money and for church planting that's been out one of our big visions because as a church plant ourselves we've saw that new churches reach new people and uh, we've seen that not only do new churches reach new people, but when you plant a church in an area of the world where there's a need, you know, so uh, especially places in poverty, man, the impact it can have on a community to plant a church, but especially the kids, because very often kids yeah. are the, who suffer the most, whether it's poverty or child labor, whatever it may be, trafficking. When you plant a church in an area like that, it's sometimes the children are the most vulnerable but that church can then reach those children. Yeah. So those, those bike rides I did were to help raise money to plant churches in South America that were tied in with Compassion International, so really making a difference in the lives of children. So I had a buddy who runs this church planting organization called Stadia, and uh, he contacted me last year, a year ago. He's like, hey, I'm doing this trip. I want to get about seven or eight, nine pastors and leaders to come with me on this trip, and it'll be a fundraising trip, and we can raise some money to plant some more churches to reach some more children in need around the world. He says, I know that you're into like biking and skiing, outdoor stuff, so I thought of you, and I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Where are we going here? He <laughs> says, so uh, this trip, we're going to hike to the base camp of Mount Everest. What do you think? I'm like... <laughs> like yeah now i gotta be honest guys i didn't tell him at the time i didn't hike at all i mean <laughs> and when i skied i mean i've gone up mountains but i ski down them i don't yeah. i ride a chairlift to get up them. There's, no, <laughs> there's no climbing and i just point my skis down and i slide down the mountain so but i'm telling that because i want to go on this trip so i'm yeah. like yeah i'm in so i said to him i'm in then he sends me the packet of information from this company that we're going to be going with mate i got to I gotta go visit my doctor. I've got, I've got to have a doctor's release. Um, they're gonna do like chest X-rays, EKGs. You know, they're like, this is a class five hike. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done a class one hike. <laughs> I'm jumping straight in a class five. I mean, it didn't say this, but it read like, you know, one in ten people die on the mountains, and I'm like, what have I signed up for? <laughs> I was terrified. Oh, so mate. straight away a year ago, I joined a CrossFit gym in Washington. I started hiking Farmdale Reservoir. If you're familiar with that, it's the uh, okay. yeah, it's the Mount Everest of Central Illinois. So it's uh, <laughs> it, was a, it was a great place to train. Uh, it's, it's 47 feet. Exactly. <laughs> But if you go up and down it 10,000 times, yeah, yeah. you've actually reached the top of Everest. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, so yeah, so I, I'll be honest with you. I was, I, I was nervous for two reasons. Number one, because of this physical challenge. This was definitely far beyond something I'd ever done. But number two, he said to me, uh, our goal, our each, each of us, our individual goal is going to be to raise $50,000 each. 
So I've got to be honest with you. I felt like God was affirming that I should do this, but I'm like, God, I can't see how either of these could happen. So I actually started to do this math in my head. I was like, well, maybe if I'm if we use some money from the missions fund, I could do the you know. Like, I'm trying <laughs> trying to do all these calculations, yeah, 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 and yeah. yet again, God, if we ask the Dream Center to give them exactly, money back. yeah, yeah. <laughs> How much can we get selling that laundry truck? Can we get, could I get 50,000? <laughs> but I felt like God spoke to me and, oh. and, and he spoke, he said this to me before, if you could figure out how to do it, you wouldn't need me. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was like, I've got to wow. trust God. I don't want my natural to get in the way of his supernatural. So I just felt like God was in this. So I started practicing and I started doing some hiking and there were some days I'd put my backpack on I'd go out to the high school I'd just go up and down the bleachers they're practicing for soccer on the high on the field and they're like what's that <laughs> <laughs> what's that old man doing <laughs> oh it's Andy King <laughs> <laughs> what's the, Andy King doing in the like, the homeless guy's back with his backpack on oh man uh, so I did I, I spent a good year and I lost a bit of weight and I uh, got in shape and I uh, got to the best um, yeah, you look I good, man. Thank really you, good. thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it did work. It's apparent, and I'm one of those people that if I'm going to go to the gym, I need a reason to go to the gym. Yeah, you know, yeah. you meet some people that are like, oh, I love going to the gym. I can't wait to get up. I'm like, I hate going to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if I got to get up a mountain, I better go. So yeah. it was good for me to have that incentive. So, so yeah. So it took a year, but about a month ago, end of May. Oh, it was actually the day after Mother's Day. It was May the 9th. We got on a plane in Chicago. And we flew to Kathmandu, Nepal. Man. Wow. Yeah. All right. So you mentioned, I didn't know this. So it was other pastors yeah. that were with you, right? There were nine of us all together. And they, yeah. now, are they all church planters or are they? So they're either, some of them are church planters and then others work within the church planting world. Like there's mm. one lady who was on our trip. <laughs> A little funny story here. I'm sure they're going to end up hearing this podcast. So <laughs> she's going to laugh at me. Nancy's on the trip. So I'm looking at this list of other people going and I see there's this lady, Nancy. She's 60 years old. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to be too nervous because at least I'm younger than 60-year-old Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> So as we get closer to the time of the trip, we start this group text, you know, hey, I'm training today, I'm doing this. Nancy lives in Denver, Colorado. Mm. Oh. I get photos, I'm snowshoeing across the Vail Pass today. <laughs> Ten mi- <laughs> I'm out of Red Rocks, up and down the bleachers. Around. I'm like, flipping it. Even Nancy's going to be kicking my <laughs> I am going to be the weak link on this trip. But Nancy, she works with a church planting organization, helping to raise up church planters in other parts of the world. And uh, one of the guys, Greg, he oversees the whole organization of status. So yeah, so either pastors or leaders in the church planting world. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you fly there. Yeah. Take us through this. I mean, yeah. we, we had yeah. Jada Hare on uh, just a few months back, and she climbed up Kilimanjaro. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, fantastic. She went on that because uh, there was no ice picks involved. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. she could go up it, right? Yeah. Tell us a bit about the prep. You get there. What, what are you guys preparing for? Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have folks helping you things like that so a little bit like jada so this particular trek is basically you're in the himalayas you're in the 
you know, the, the bottom of Mount Everest here. You're, what we did was we hiked and trekked trails. So we did everything you could do without ice picks and moving into the mountain climbing stage. And we saw people there who were on their way back from Summit and yeah. Everest, you know. So we saw there the was climbers a famous, there. There was a, something yeah, that happened Messner, while we, were we there. saw his name's uh, Reinhold Messner, I think his name is. We just bumped into him one day in one of these communities. He was there filming a documentary. If you've watched wow. uh, Free Solo, I think it's called, on Hulu. And then there's another 14 Peaks documentary on Netflix. He's in those. Yeah. He was the first person to climb Mount Everest without supplemental oxygen. He was the first person to do the 14 highest peaks around the yeah. world. He did it over like seven or eight years. This documentary on Netflix is the guy who did it in six months. So. And you saw him? Yeah, yeah. Because we just he bumped it, into him in it the was, mountains. It was like um, a record he did of going up and down, I forget how many times, but this was like the, the world record he'd yeah. been up there so many yeah, times yeah yeah and just there Crazy. he is in the mountains wow so. amazing but we were so we were trekking and it was really interesting because I knew nothing about this we did some reading beforehand and watched some YouTube videos that kind of thing so it's pretty cool because up in the mountains there, there are communities you know we, so we were basically walking each day from one location to the next some days it would be three or four miles some days even eight to ten miles but we'd be in a little community there'd be some you know, places you could stay, shops, that kind of thing. And then you'd walk through the mountains and then you'd arrive at the next community and you'd stay the night there. So, and people live there. These Sherpas, you know, this Nepalese community, this is their home. Yeah. Wow. And uh, they, there's a big industry with tourists and hikers and trekkers, you know. So so we went with an organization. So we had our own guide who was Nepalese. He was brilliant. He was he knew the area. He, uh, he, he led the... Tr- trek each day so he kept a really good pace for us so we didn't get too tired and uh i i mean i i I use an app called strava so at the end of the trip i was able to track that i did um 26 feet of elevation gain in the 15 days and i follow you on strava i felt like i was i mean i was i looked forward every day to see the the pictures that you're posting thank god for technology mate it was and it was amazing and here's the crazy service yes yes so we we get to Kathmandu in nepal and we switch sim cards to the locals you know like the verizon of nepal um and it most of the way up the mountains we've got so it's weird because and I'm, I'm literally hiking the trail. There's Everest up in the <clears> distance. You know, no one's around. It's beautiful. And I'm getting a notification on my watch that my ring doorbell just went on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, something's wrong here. I, technology's yeah. great, but I think it's defeated. Oh, man. You can't make that up. <laughs> Seriously. I'm like, I, I think I... But it was cool because it meant I could update on Facebook. I yeah. could post on Strava, you know. So, And that was encouraging as well because from a fundraising point of view, people kept on giving while I was out there. So there were some yeah. days I was so tired. But you wake up in the morning, you get three emails saying that three more people have just yeah. made a donation. And you're like, man, this is why wow. I'm doing this. Yeah. This nice. is, yeah. Um, so these guys were brilliant. They, they kept us at a very reasonable pace. Um, I remember getting the itinerary ahead of time and thinking, this can't be right because I would go to Farmdale on a Saturday morning, <laughs> nine o'clock, hit start on Strava. I'd do a couple of laps. I'd get back to the car. I've done eight and a half miles, and it's eleven thirty. So I'm looking at this itinerary. It's like day four, three miles, eight hours. I'm like, this is wrong. I could do nine miles in two and a half hours. Well, it turns out that when you're going uphill at sixteen thousand feet, you don't move as quick as you do in Farmdale. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. 
<laughs> so some days we would only go three or four miles, but we'd gain 3,000 feet in elevation. That's crazy. And here's the crazy thing. So we, we got to the point <clears throat> where we were at 14,000, 15,000 feet. So that's higher than anywhere you can go in the continental United States. Yeah. So Alaska's got some big mountains, but here in the U.S., about 14, a little over 14 is the highest you can get. So now we're not only hiking at 15, 16, we're sleeping at those heights. Yeah. You wow. know? So yeah. fortunately, none of us got really bad altitude sickness. We got some headaches, things like that, but we were, we were okay. But when you're hiking at those, you know, you're, you know, you're taking a few steps and you're stopping to catch your breath. Cause it's, wow. So at 15,000 feet, there's 50% less oxygen in the air than sea level. Wow. Yeah. So you're breathing, but you just got half the oxygen you'd normally have. So, and you can feel it. You know, now, yeah. do you have to go up and down? So a couple of days we would stay two nights in one place and all we would do is we'd sleep there, but that day we'd go up. We'd go two or 3,000 feet up, we'd have lunch, and then we'd come back down again. And that's what they do to help and that's you just to adapt get you to the, yeah, yeah. yeah, to help your body adjust to the altitude. Man, so. man. wow. Yeah. Were, were there any, any moments mm-hmm. where you were kind of freaked out? Um, I think... No, we went with a great organization. And again, you know, we're not climbing pickaxes. You know, there are these yeah. trails. You it's know, not bad grills. Yeah, yeah, you know it's, yeah, it is. It's amazing. So you actually feel like, and then you start to forget just how high up you are. You have to remind yourself, wow, we're, because you're at, we're at 14, 15,000 feet. And we're looking up at Everest and some of these other mountains and they're towering above us. You know, you've wow. got a you got a 14,000 feet in America and you're at the highest point you can get. You're looking down on everything. Yeah. Yes. Here yeah. we're at that height and we're still looking up. That's amazing. It's crazy. Yeah. So it felt wow. like we were in the foothills. You know, it just felt yeah. like we were kind of at this felt like you were in Farmdale. Like, it did. It did. Yeah. <laughs> like didn't you see without um, oxygen? Don't, am I remembering correctly? Didn't you see like snow leopard tracks or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I remember sitting on my porch watching your Strava, and I started googling snow leopards. Yeah, man. I'm yeah, like, whoa! Yeah. Snow oh, leopards. I saw a musk deer, which is a, a Nepalese deer. They got these little fangs. It was just out in this field. We saw um, yaks all the time. Yaks they used to carry stuff up and down yeah. the mountains. So all the time we're having to stop. Here come the yaks. We got to move out of the way and just let this whole train of ten yaks go by. They've all got wow. loads full of stuff. It was and the cheese reetons yak. Cheese when we got, so some of the places we stayed as is lower altitude below the tree line there would be one stove in the whole building so your room had no heat whatsoever but when you went for dinner this kind of room there was heat this stove they would burn the wood but the higher you got above the tree line there was no wood mm. so yak dung is the fuel they use really yes yeah. interesting so wow. i'm high up I'm tired, I'm freezing cold, and all I've got to keep warm is this big stove full of yak dung. <laughs> this is living the dream, baby. Oh, it's for the children. It is. It's for the children. I say, there were some days where we had to keep reminding ourselves of that. Yeah. It was, yeah. It so, was. Were you cold at night? Yeah, yeah. So nighttime is when you really felt the cold. We had some really good sleeping bags they provided us with, with liners, so they were super warm. But... You'd um your head, you know. I'd wear a hat to go to bed and uh, a little thing around my mouth, but um, you couldn't drink the water. It was you know like when you go to some of these South American yeah, or Asian yeah. countries, it's not safe to drink the water. So every night they would boil the water for us. So we had these Nalgene water bottles that we'd carry our water with during the day to drink. And uh, so what we do is we get boiled water at night, a couple of them, and we take them to bed and put them in our sleeping bags. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because it was hot. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, keep us warm, and then you wake up in the morning, it's cold, and you can drink it. So. Wow. Yeah. 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 Really is Bear Grylls survival. I tell you, I was. I was. Yeah. 
this water stinks. <laughs> <laughs> they teased me though in the group because uh, we had a limit to how much weight we could take because we could take this little tiny plane up into the mountains. So thirty pounds is the amount. There's a total amount you can save everything, clothes, oh, gear, everything. So it's not a lot. Um, but I'm like, when I go hiking, I like to have a couple of little Snickers, you know, some trail mix. <laughs> so every day I'm like loading up my backpack and they're like, what do you got? I'd got like a whole thing of Gatorade I bought with some Gatorade mix. <laughs> oh, Mate, how did you do without tea? Because so, you are a crazy tea drinker. They, they drink tea. It's everywhere we went. They're like, hot tea, hot tea. It's like So a, you didn't have to wow. take it. They had no, it. No, they had it. They had that, it. That, oh. so, that would, yeah. that would yeah. be like me finding Starbucks at every stop. I tell, it was. Yeah. It was. And it was uh, it was good tea. You know, yeah. now you've just walked, you know, seven miles. You're exhausted. At that point, anything hot yeah, yeah. and <laughs> wet is good. But it was it was nice. You had milk and some sugar. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. See, us Brits can't go without yeah, the I'm tea. Yeah. Yeah. You want some yak milk? Uh-huh. I was yak. Milk, but it was still in hot tea, so I'll, I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, so. that's so so cool. Yeah, and obviously, and I'll tell you what, this is, and and maybe you guys have experienced this if you travelled in ministry, you know, because I I love America, and I love that you can go to the mountains in Colorado, or you can go to the ocean in Florida. You know, there's so much to see and do in America. But anywhere you go, you're still in America. There's going to be a Walmart on the corner. There's going to be a McDonald's down yeah. the street. You know, going to another culture, just seeing. This this is their world. This is their life. People living in the mountains. This is all they know. Yeah. You know, and it's just fascinating to see mm. how life is so different there. And they obviously live at a much slower pace. And it was just really amazing to see. And even when we came back down to Kathmandu afterwards, just this crazy busy city, congested people everywhere. Mm. It was just fascinating. So uh, that was a real plus of the trip to get to see a part of the world that. You know, I've never ever seen before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and a majestic one at that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you you pushed on to get to base camp one, yeah. which. Yeah. My, so we have this friend Mark uh-huh. from Chicago. So he's down this weekend. I said, "Hey," he said, and he's not on social media too much. So I said, "Hey, did, did you say Mark that you went kayaking with?" Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, "Hey, did you see Dave went went to Everest?" He goes, "What?" <laughs> I said, "I said, yeah." I said, "He, he went to Everest." He goes, how did he do that? I said, well, he only went to base camp one. He goes, that's not going up Everest. <laughs> <laughs> it's closer than anybody else around here. Yeah, he's like, he's like, know? and I kept saying, yeah, Dave kept saying, I'm so close, but so far. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah. So that's the crazy thing. I mean, we, we, so the final, actually it wasn't the final day because we got there and then we hiked all the way back. So about day nine, we did this. It was a long trek. It was about three hours in the morning. We stopped for lunch. Then there was about two, two and a half hours to get to base camp. And then we had to go two and a half hours back to where we had lunch. And that's where we stayed the night. So all together that day was about seven or eight hours. But five hours in, we're coming through these rocks. You know, it was a real rough, rough rugged terrain. And suddenly you turn the corner and you can see off of the distance all the yellow tents. These are the people who are, who are living at base camp, getting ready to go up the mountain. Right to the side of it on this glacier is the Kumba Ice Falls, which is super famous. You know, if you've ever watched a movie about climbing Everest or read about it, that's the very first part of the journey. That's where they have those ladders that go across. Oh, the, yeah, the, you yeah. know, they climb across these glaciers to start making their way up the mountain. And then there's this massive rock just sitting there with Everest base camp, you know, spray painted on it and the height of it. And you just, you recognize it. You're like, I've seen that in pictures. And we come around the corner and there it is. So it's incredible to think we're here, 17,600 feet, super high, super hard work to get there. But then you look up and you realize that there's another 12,000 feet 
to climb if you want to get to the top of Mount Everest. Wow. And we're at base camp. And people and don't make it. two, three, four, you know, yeah, there's, yeah. there's several camps along the way, wow. you know, that these climbers go to to get to the top. Wow. So now, now, did you ever hit any bad weather? So the last couple of days, we had some rain and some snow. Um, so it's kind of miserable to hike in that. But it's, it's amazing being in the mountains. The morning, I'm in shorts and a T-shirt because the sun's shining. It's beautiful. The afternoon, I've got all my rain gear on. It's pouring with rain. Nice. I was like, that's a wearing shorts half an hour. Yeah. So wow. but these clouds would come in and the snow would start. And, well, you, wow. you made it to base camp and I saw a picture. Uh, you had a picture with your dad. Yeah. Um, can you yeah. go into that a little bit? Yeah, so um, about a year ago, I got invited to do this trip, and uh, I was actually back in England last summer, and with my mum and dad, and I was like, "Hey, guess what I'm doing?" And I told them, and they're like, "You're crazy! Like, Seriously? Yeah, why would you do that?" So they just didn't understand why I don't do it. But I remember telling my dad, and um, his health was declining. My dad uh, was dealing with some, a, a cancer diagnosis; he had some dementia was coming in. So, so over the last year, his health declined really pretty quickly and back in the early part of this year back in uh, february uh, march he passed away so i was back in england i got yeah. to go back and i was there when he passed away we went back for his funeral so super sad but i talked to my mum before i did the trek and i said because he'd had dementia and i said you know i wonder if he understands what i'm doing she goes oh he totally understands we talked about it you doing this trek so when i was back last year my dad liked to ski he took me skiing when i was a kid and uh, he said, listen, I'm not going to be skiing anymore. I'll take some of my ski gear. So he gave me this sweater that used to wear skiing, really sure. nice kind of warm sweater. So the day I hiked to base camp, that was the sweater I wore. Oh, and, cool. yeah, I and that was to, the picture that you... So when I got up there, I had this picture of me and my... Oh, it was actually of my dad. So I had someone take a picture of me in front of the rock standing there with a picture of my dad, yeah. you know. And yeah. I just... It was really... It was a really emotional experience because... As I was doing it, I was thinking about him, you yeah, know, and the yeah. legacy he's had in my life. And I recorded a couple of videos for my kids while I was up there and for my wife, and I sent it to them, and I guess wow. they were crying, you know. Yeah, but it yeah. is, you just, you realize, wow, this, <clears throat> I wonder if I'd have ever done this if I hadn't had a dad like mine, you know, who'd inspire yeah. me to great things. Yeah. So hopefully wow. I'd do the same for Special. my kids, inspire them and challenge them. Yeah. 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 Are they going to so, do Everest then? And so it is funny. When I tell my wife I was doing this, she's like, why? And I'm trying to explain to her. She goes, there's nothing in me would ever want to do that. I have no desire. <laughs> so I text my kids hoping that they might. And they're like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. But no, we're all right. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully I'll get to take them somewhere excited at some point. Yeah. So next Saturday, Farmdale. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, going through this the whole process and then going up was there any spiritual lessons that you learned through it all or even while you were up on the mountain yeah i mean it, it was really cool because i'm doing it with eight other pastors and leaders you know so there were seven guys two girls and uh we're all involved in ministry so we had some great conversations on the trail and it's one of those situations you know you get lumped together with nine strangers but after 15 days you've got this tight community mm, yeah. you know and we were opening up and sharing stuff that's going on in our life you know so and i think andy the thing that blows you away the most is when you look at the size of creation do you know what i mean mm. you just i mean it's like god is so so big this is just it just broadens your mind of just how big god is but then you think but he knows me knows how many hairs are on my head do you know what i mean he knows me personally this just 
blows my mind that a God can create something so big and yet be so personal yeah. to me. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it was brilliant. Well, <clears throat> Dave, I, I wanted to see if you would um, pray. Yeah. Uh, we do this at the end of, of every podcast. Yeah. Just You may have talked about something, maybe, and what you just talked yeah. about. Yeah. Um, if you could just... Close us out in prayer, and yeah. then we'll, we'll be able to talk about how people can connect with you and things like that. Yeah, but yeah. Do that. Yeah. So what I'll pray for is, like, with the money we were raising, the funds we were raising is going to go to plant churches yeah. around the world. So I'm going to pray that every penny, you know, makes a difference in a life somewhere. Amen. Just a cool story. I, I started out by saying about this huge leap of faith, and I just didn't know how I was going to raise 50,000. Um, 58,600 wow. is what I raised. And so you'll still I take was... stuff now, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on. So, Let's get it to 60, yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the cool thing is, as well, between the nine of us, we raised $625,000. Wow. So, $625,000. Yeah, yeah. So just an incredible experience. And knowing that, so that money will be used to plant churches globally. So there'll be some areas in the United States that will benefit from it, but seeing some of these places where churches will be planted in places like Nepal and India and South America and Africa and knowing that, you know, for $10,000, you can do so much mm. compared to here in the U.S. Yeah. where yeah. it takes 100000 just to do a small amount, you know. Yeah. So. And with $10,000 right now, you can get gas and milk. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> gas or milk. You can't have both. That's good. All right, Dave. So, yeah, That's I'll, I'll pray for that. That's so, brilliant. Yeah. Thanks. God, thanks so much that I get this opportunity to come and tell these cool stories, Lord, which ultimately... All the credit, all the glory goes to you because none of this could have happened, Lord, without you giving me the strength to manage this feat, without you providing the donations through these very generous people. So um, the great thing is, Lord, that i got some wonderful stories to tell for the rest of my life, Lord, but there will be an impact eternally in the lives of children and people around the world through these churches that are planted, Lord. And just the the craziness you know we were looking at the expanse of creation and how big those mountains were and how big lord i have no idea how much you can do but six hundred thousand dollars plus i just know you you can do such a lot with that lord and i know that exponentially lives will be changed for eternity as a result so god i just pray for every penny that was donated lord that it will find its way around this world to make a difference in the lives of individuals and communities and families and uh, thank you, Lord, that we were able to use this trek to bring an awareness to the um, the power of a brand new church in a community and what it can do as a church plant, the impact it can have on that community, whether it's Washington, Illinois, or Nepal, Lord, it can it can change lives forever. So thanks for that, Lord. Use it, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Well, Dave, we uh, we always want people to connect with you. You're not... <laughs> not one of the cool kids because you're not on Instagram. No, no. What's the deal with that? I know. I mean, it's, come on. Dave Jane was taken. Yeah. And oh, I don't know who it was. They, they won't respond to my messages. I'm like, I want to be Instagram forward slash Dave Jane. But yeah. And you got to get yeah. your, your wallet out. You got to. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I'll, I'll offer them some money. So, so if so. the other Dave Jane is listening, <laughs> give it up. <laughs> but you are on Facebook. I am on Facebook. Oh. Facebook forward slash, Facebook.com forward slash Dave Jane. So, Great. So make yeah. sure you're checking Dave out. And if you're in in the Washington area, make sure you're checking out First Rock Church for yeah, first service. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then and then hop over to Connect for second service. No, you know, let me just say too that Dave is also a kingdom guy. 
Because yeah. when, when my book came out, I did a tour. Yeah. And one of the highlights for me was you invited me to your church. Yeah. You invited me to connect. Yeah. And yeah. I had such a great time, and I got to experience what it was like. Yeah. And it's, it's we were such a school. We were in the middle church. school at that Seriously, point. We were still yeah. in the middle school, weren't we? we yes, you were. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but, hey, yeah, and I'll tell this, and, I, and Chuck knows this to be true, but I'll say it. So when we started Connect, we were very intentional that we felt like God was using us to pl- plant a church that would reach people that didn't have a church home of their own. Like I was, I was going to be disappointed if a year in we had like 200 people and 50 of them came from Rock Church and 50 of them came from this church, you know, because yeah. they were yeah. all looking for a new church. Yeah, yeah. And to, to the credit of God, you know, it was awesome because for the most part, we didn't see a lot of people who were like, oh, I'm going to leave my church and go to this church instead. Yeah. You know, for a lot of the people came, came who didn't have a church home yeah. of their own. Yeah. So yeah. so I love that we could plant a church that wasn't there to compete against another church. Yeah. We were yeah. there to reach those people who had no hope. And even in those early days, <clears throat> you know, um, Connect put themselves on the map, not that they went out to do this, mm. but Washington had a terrible tornado yeah. that yeah. pretty much took a, a good third of the yeah, city yeah easy. yeah catastrophic um, yeah it was huge i mean you weather channel have done documentaries mm-hmm. on it if you just google washington tornado you'll understand yeah and you and another pastor were going around on your bikes yeah, yeah. to try and deliver stuff and yeah. get stuff and getting people out and yeah. you your church became a, a main you didn't have the building there right but the church yeah Became like, the main thing in yeah. that town to make sure things like were ground there. zero. This yeah. It was, it was. Yeah. Yeah. We were two months old as a church, but like Chuck said, we'd really kind of decided we we're going to be a church that we're going to impact our community, and we thought that would mean you know we'll give out some backpacks and we'll yeah. you know maybe help with the food pantry. And suddenly a yeah. tornado comes along, and we're like, wow, yeah. there's was, a real opportunity here to to meet. It me. was yeah. huge for, for us as a dream center. We wanted to do something, <clears throat> and we would obviously about. What would you say? Five miles from yeah, yeah. from there. So we had uh, Operation Blessing, uh, which oh, is yeah. an organization yeah. based from our parking lot. Uh-huh. And then I would be texting Dave saying they can come in. Yeah, that we're going to get. They're going to get volunteers and come and help. And so I mean, and loads of people were doing all of that. It was really everyone, yeah. all hands on deck. Yeah. yeah, but Dave was in the zone so in to ground speak zero. ground yeah. zero yeah. Yeah. yeah to make sure people could get in or get in yeah. help and yeah. things like that yeah. so to, to kind of paint a picture for people that are listening of how severe this tornado was so one of the pastors on our staff um his mom he, well he lives in washington and his mom lives in washington mm. and for the first time in the history of our church we actually had to get everyone in the lower level of our building yeah yeah all right yeah so we were all down there and he got a call from his mom and she said he, you know, he called her to make sure she was yeah, okay. What's yeah, going on? Yeah. And she said, I'm in the basement. I'm okay, but I can see daylight. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. when he got to her, her house was gone. Yeah. Yeah. There was yeah. no house. Yeah. She was in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. No house. Yeah. Well, really gone. So the house that I, when we moved from America yeah. uh, to America from England, that house all there was was the basement. There yep. was nothing. Yeah. That no walls, nothing. Yeah. It was gone. And yeah, so yeah. you go up that street now, it looks completely different. It's, it's amazing. the whole street yeah. was gone. Every How house fast is things got re- rebuilt. But even like, yeah. not only was her house gone, her car was gone. And they found yeah. it like two days later, like a block away. Yeah. Like, so crazy. So, or like it was the next day. But yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah. So yeah. Dave was ground zero uh, for that. So, you know, that just shows the heart of the church, right? Yep. And um, yep. Yep. so... Um, 
We've got the big three questions. All right. Yeah. These are the questions that everyone wants to know. Uh-oh. Okay, you want to start, Chuck? Or? Sure. All right. Okay. Well, I, I know that you're into soccer. I am. And I know that Andy is um, a fan, right? Yeah. So I want to know, who's your soccer team? So my team. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. They're very famous. They're, uh, <laughs> some would say legendary. Uh, Crystal Palace. Crystal, Crystal Palace. So I grew okay. up in a town called Croydon, and 20 minutes from where I live was this uh, this football club, a soccer club called Crystal Palace, which all my life I'd never questioned, but now I t- tell people at Connect, oh, yeah, my team, and people who are in soccer, they're like, that sounds like a Disney movie, is it? Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Is that what I'll be honest, I've never heard of it. Is that, yeah. <laughs> Okay, but here's a story. Right? You're Manchester United fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So here's, here's the crazy thing. Crystal Palace has become very famous because it's where they film Ted Lasso. Ah, Ted Lasso's okay. fake team fake is team. actually at Crystal Palace's grounds. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've stood in the stands. Wow. Well, you speaking of so, you're, you're also an announcer high, at high school. I or don't you, anymore. You, you I don't, did. You did I did. That. Yeah. Oh, and you've got to tell the first story. The, 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 the um, national anthem. Yes. Oh, yeah. Man. Listen so, to this. Have you heard this story? I haven't heard it. Oh. So I'm the announcer for the high school football team, my, the soccer team. My boys both played, so it was brilliant. You know, I got to say, Ben James scored a goal. You know, yeah. goal, Ben James. So I loved doing it. I loved every time we had a visiting team because I'd start to do the announcement at the beginning of the game where you'd see the team, like the coach, look up at the bleach, at the box because th- they're thinking well this team's good they got like a proper British announcement <laughs> this is a legit soccer so I feel like we had a psychological edge yeah. over the opposition you yeah. know yeah. but very first night I get to do it I'm super yeah. nervous I've never done it before the athletic director sitting up there in the box with me he's like right this laptop's got all the music so this when you hit this button it'll play all the pre-game pump up songs you know um, there's like Bon Jovi <laughs> and stuff on there he's like but Right before the game is really important. You've got to announce the national anthem. So uh, you've got to, you know, fade the pregame music down and then press play and then fade the music up, have everyone stand and face the flag. So I'm kind of nervous. Never done this before. I'm British, you know. I'm like, I don't want to mess up the American national anthem. I think they can shoot me for that. I think there might actually be something I can get. <laughs> Put a red coat on me and parade me through the streets of Washington. So um, I'm trying to think of the song. It was, it was Bon Jovi. It was... Uh, uh, one of the um, sh- you give love a better so whatever it was it was yeah. a, no it was Guns N' Roses yeah, 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 it yeah. was Guns yeah. N' Roses it was a Guns N' Roses song welcome to the jungle yes, yes. <laughs> so I fade it down I'm like alright uh, if everyone wants to stand for the national anthem we're going to honour America with a plane of a national anthem welcome to the jungle <laughs> so I'm like oh stink That's, it has a switch so, so I fade it down and I press all these buttons I fade about you got Axel Rose screaming so oh, no. two or three times I kept saying and now the national anthem <laughs> so finally the referee he looks up at me he goes just forget it forget it just, 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 just play. oh man none of us got to play the national anthem that oh. is fantastic I've never heard that yeah oh. it's amazing that I ever got to go that was my first night it's amazing that I ever got to do it again oh man <laughs> okay so my question um, just a week or so ago, it's the Queen's Jubilee. Yeah. Platinum Jubilee. Platinum Jubilee. Yeah, Pretty yeah. big deal it in was. the UK. Okay. If you were in the UK for the Platinum Jubilee, where would you have gone? So I think 
So it was actually a weekend-long celebration. So I think I would have spent at least one day somewhere near where I grew up because it was a really big deal across the country. I two, mean, two hundred thousand um, street parties. Yeah, two hundred thousand yeah. across. Yeah, I talked to my mum the other day. She said, "Oh, we, wow. we had our street party just up here, and I know exactly yeah. what she was talking about. This little green, you know, and people yeah. gathering." So I would want because I love community. I love local community. I think I'd have been at a tea party, a street party yeah. somewhere with all my neighbours. You know, yeah, drinking a cup of tea, raising a cup to the Queen. You know, yeah. celebrating. But on the actual the main celebration day there were thousands of people on the the mall that leads up to Buckingham Palace yeah. and I was watching on TV and I'm like you know what oh, if I was there that's, that's right, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just to be able to say I was there yeah. right yeah, yeah. Wow. and the Queen's there you know she's up in the balcony the royal family's yeah. there watching Queen played a song yeah. I mean it was there was a lot of wow. stuff happening so, yeah, it was good yeah, yeah. yeah. alright you got your last question alright last question um Obviously, you're a reader and a learner. Is there somebody that has impacted you personally out of out of all the authors that are out there and and and, and pastors? Is there somebody that stands out? Is there a book that maybe even you're reading right now that? Yeah, yeah. So um, th- when we started Connect Church, we, uh, we we would go to a conference a lot down in Georgia called Catalyst, and um, Andy Stanley, who's a pastor of a big church down in uh, Georgia, Atlanta, called North Point, he would, al- he would always be one of the speakers there, and I was always inspired by his messages. He just had really great messages. So I remember the year we were going to plant Connect, 2013, we'd gone to that conference in the fall of 2012, and uh, he'd just released this brand new book, and everyone at the conference got it free. So I was like, that's cool. So it's called Deep and Wide. Mm. And uh, I, I'm reading this book, Deep and Wide, and as I'm reading it, I'm thinking about this church we're going to plant, and it's the story of his journey of how he planted North Point. Now, if you read the book... He was at his dad's church, Charles Stanley, one of the biggest churches in Atlanta. And there was this kind of transition going on because there was a new generation, Andy's age, and they were like wanting something a little bit more contemporary, a little bit more, you know, less like this dad's generation. And so Andy planted a church out of his dad's church. Well, his first Sunday, he had like 1,800 people there. So yeah, I'm like, dude, yeah. did you really plant a church? <laughs> <laughs> so Andy Stanley's talking about this church that he planted. But anyway, it, it, the concept of the book, Chuck, is, you know, some churches feel like we've got to be wide. We've got to be really surface level, you know, to attract, very attractional to attract people. And then other churches feel like, no, we've got to be deep we've got to get really deep and you know go deep into the bible and he's this book was like you can be deep and wide you can be a church that's designed to welcome unchurched people and attract people who don't yet know jesus and they could feel welcome and they could belong but you can then as they discover jesus take them much deeper you Mm. don't have to be one or the other you can be both as i'm reading this book i'm like that's what i want our church to be i want connect church to be a place where somebody who's never been to church in their life before can come and not feel like the odd one out yeah but i also want somebody who's been following jesus all their lives to come along and think wow i can really grow in my relationship here so yeah so we're nine years in now and we still really kind of fight for that concept that so and andy stanley i'd say over the years you know i've always been impressed with his articles his sermons his books yes yeah yeah 
Good. Yeah. Great stuff. Well, Dave, thank you so much for being on Revival Town Podcast. It's been brilliant to be here. Um, yeah. Really, it's just been us chatting with a few microphones in front of uh, our faces. So. <laughs> it's been good to have you in the studio. Oh, I know. Yeah. I've liked it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And like I said, if you're in the area, check out Chuck's Church and then check out Dave's as well. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and let me know which one you think was about. No, <laughs> it was great to connect. Your, your, your video screen is, is better than ours. Go, go to connect first well this this fake english accent that i use yeah. tends to draw you're, you're people gonna love well. pastor andy right. king at connection <laughs> <laughs> oh well dave thanks so much for being on revival absolutely Town it's been brilliant good hanging out with you guys thanks welcome to morton soccer <laughs> it was washington washington <laughs> Oh. oh, if if you just heard the interview! Oh my goodness, how did I screw that up? Oh, it's okay, yeah, it's okay, that's all right. But you know, uh, Dave was talking about how he <laughs> messed up the anthem with this song. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> oh, and we couldn't we couldn't name the podcast Jungle Town Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the jungle. That would have been our opening. Yeah, it right. been oh great. man, that was great. So if you if you for some reason, didn't listen earlier. You don't know why we did that. Oh. <laughs> stuff yeah. Welcome to Washington. <laughs> Farmville. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks, Dave. That was good. Oh, man. It's that good was to so laugh. much fun. Every laugh time I'm with Dave and my friend Mark, when we all get together, I mean, <laughs> it was like what, what, what we just did uh, today, you know, is just crazy, so... Oh, well, hey, oh. good stuff. But you know so, what? Oh, I forgot about what's next. You know what's next? Tate and his mate. And we could have got Dave involved with this one, but that's all right. We, we, yeah, yeah. As, as we mentioned, it was the Jubilee just the last few yeah. weeks for yeah. the Queen. 70 years platinum Jubilee. Amazing. And, and his favorite soccer team is Crystal what? Palace. I, I've never heard of that in my life. Exactly. I mean, Liverpool <laughs> and Manchester. <laughs> Manchester United, yeah, and, yeah. but Crystal Palace is a team. Yeah, and they they did actually they did fairly good this year. Um, crazy thing happened though. I think we talked about this the other week on the podcast. How some of the games at the end, the crowds were running on the field, and at this get Crystal Palace game at Crystal Palace, the other team. Everton they won to stay up in the Premier League, the big leagues, right? Okay. As the manager is walking off the field, some of the fans, the Everton fans, start getting at him, right? Mm. He leashes back and starts kicking them and fighting them. It was crazy. Wow. Absolutely crazy. Wow. But, you know, Crystal Palace, what, what, what more can I say? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got some crazy fans. Cra- I guess. Crazy fans. But I have got a good one today. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. This is... Tain is mate. This is where we, um, I will throw a word or a phrase at my mate Tate. Are you all right over there? <laughs> I'm like falling asleep. I still can't believe I said Morton instead of Washington. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck That's, on that. Yeah, well, there you go. There you uh, go. So this is where I will um, throw a phrase at him that's English that he's got to try and guess. Okay. Yes. So today. Chuck, I'm going to put this into context. Context. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So, the phrase today is, Dave just went up Everest, mm-hmm. but he couldn't wear his trainers. He couldn't wear his trainers. Yeah. So he went up Everest, couldn't wear his trainers. I was going to say shorts, but he wore shorts. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Um, he couldn't wear his trainers. Um, flip-flops? Nope. No, 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 no. no. Um, sandals? No, no, no. Couldn't wear his trainers. Um, I'm going to go with... Um, you're having trouble with this one, aren't I you? I am. You know, I'm, I'm some type of t-shirt. No, no, no. no, no you can not wear his trainers. can not wear his trainers. Glasses? No, no. I have no idea. Trainers are um, another word for sneakers or tennis shoes. Ah, I almost said shoes, but I'm like, he's wearing shoes, but he couldn't wear his tennis shoes. Tennis shoes. Wear, yeah, he had to he wear climbing boots. shoes. Ah, okay, yeah. all right. So, well, trainers. You, people listening probably got that quicker Got the, well, I didn't get it at all, but they probably got it. <laughs> hey, speaking of somebody who gets it, we got an email yeah. just a few minutes ago from Mary Ellen, and um, she is a listener from Florida, Yeah, and she said, please come to Florida to kayak, because we've been talking about our kayak adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely amazing. Come down from November to mid-March, and you'll likely see manatees. Come down, and we'll show you around some of the best crystal clear rivers you may have ever seen. You know, because wow. on the podcast, I said we would never kayak in Florida because of the gators. But apparently, yeah. our, our new friend, Mary Bush, Mary, Mary Ellen. <laughs> Get the name right. Well, her last, her last name is Bush. <laughs> okay. Mary Ellen would take us to some cool kayaking in Florida. So we might have to do that. Right, Mary, yeah. So Mary, thanks for emailing us. You rock. Yeah. Appreciate it. For everybody else listening, please go to Apple Podcast if you have an iPhone and give us a rating that helps us. Yeah. And, um, you know, keep. don't forget we do have merch available if you'd like to have merch. And if yeah. you want to sponsor the show, there's a there's even a donate button. Yeah. we. You know, so thank you. We have so much fun doing this. And I know today there's been a lot of people who have been laughing. And we're just trying to bring a bit of bit of lightheartedness to the world uh we yes we have some weeks where it's a little bit serious but uh uh today with the the podcast it was one of those where we just had great fun with it and uh dave thanks for coming on and uh until next week make sure you're following us on social media um yes. we got some great interviews coming we have got some yeah. really really good interviews including somebody from the chosen an actor from the chosen oh man Okay. Got to tune in to find out. Chuck knows how to just leave you hanging right there, right? Oh, what's coming next? So make sure you tune in next week uh, for Revival Town Podcast. And again, thank you for being a part of this community. Chuck, we will see you next week. Hey, always a joy. Thanks, mate. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Revival Town Podcast. Make sure you're following us on social media and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, head on over to RevivalTownPodcast.com.